0: hi and welcome back to the uh, cl podcast that's me chase lovelace um yeah uh i think before too long i'm gonna make like a little intro or something you know like a do 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 well <laughs> nothing copyrighted <laughs> uh so um that that'll be fun you know it's um i don't know i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna need that or not um the few people who are listening can let me know Um, all right, yeah, uh, just a quick warning before we get going, I have chronic migraines, I get migraines, um, and I'm recovering from one now, um, it was pretty bad this morning, but I'm feeling a little better this afternoon, so I might be a little slower, might be a little foggier, but, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get through this. (laughs) I'm not doing a good job selling this week's episode. I apologize. Okay. Uh, Yeah, today we're discussing the article I released yesterday called What is Art. This one took a lot out of me, really, Uh, when I felt exhausted when I was done writing it, just because there's a lot of emotional um, stuff here. So um, yeah, Uh, the introduction. um, I've had a, a lot of trouble starting this article, I kind of Know what I want to talk about. Um, I want to agree on a definition of art based on objective measurements. In fact, I wanted to um, go through the next several weeks and really this whole journey on an objective scale. So, like, what is art? Why do we do art? What is ego? Why do we have it? How do art and ego relate to each other? You know, um, taking a more research paper approach. But I'm not, you know, I'm not that way and I'm not robotic enough to, you know, like AI, <laughs> take a snapshot of the entire internet and um write, um, based on everything. So I'm just having to go by my own journey, really. So having it's going to have to be a little more uh journal esque. Um so, you know, it'll it'll be more of a story. Um more on that later. It'll be more of a um adventure, a journey together. So So yeah, um my goal in exploring these questions is to figure out and possibly to help others figure out why we do art, how ego gets in the way, and finally how to overcome that, as in overcome ego, um, not to, like, overcome art. <laughs> um, the problem is um, that I'm human, yes, and I just said that I'm going to have to take more human approach uh, to writing this article and subsequent articles. Um, so, here is my journey. Um, also, before I get going, I want to kind of express that I feel a little weird, like talking about me every time. you know I want to explore things I want to explore different topics and but it all it ends up being like a little journal about me every time so um that's something I want to get better about, either in the sense of um talking less about myself or um you know exploring if that's if that's a real problem or if I just feel weird doing it so Just, you know, just a disclaimer. So, something I've struggled a lot with um, has been my emotional journey. Due to past experiences that I briefly mentioned last week, I've had a very hard but also rewarding journey trying to reconnect with my emotions. As I've mentioned before, I stopped caring about music as much as I did about being seen, about, about pride. The times in my life I've felt most valued... Has, have been when I was performing. If I wasn't doing an activity like that, I felt kind of ignored and used sometimes. Um, art and performance activities became more of a value system, and they created a personal environment that welcomed ego and minimized my own journey. So in this like developmental um, journey of my mindset forming around arts, um, because I did grow up with them, I became more and more self centered I became more and more um, careless about the actual art the expression the emotional resonance um, and I became um, more interested in like satisfying my ego or satiating my ego or letting my ego grow um, and it's it seemed it seems to have gutted a lot of artistic expression for me i don't feel like um as passionate about music right now um and for the last several years since I since I graduated in spring 21 I've kind of been like iffy about music and that's something I'm working through and I'm starting to make progress in but pardon it's just something I'm gonna have to let breathe something I'm praying a lot about as well um Oddly enough, my faith journey has by far been the biggest factor in my emotional healing, and even in my emotional healing as it relates to this artistic um, expression. Um, I do understand that it's a lifelong process, um, but I'm now at a point where I'm excited to move forward. So I may never feel like, okay, this is exactly what I wanted, this is exactly what I'm meant to do, you know? Um, but that's what exploration is about, and not all of us have the privilege of knowing our vocations f- for our our entire lives. I used to think that I did know you know that um extent of myself, but um I want a life of devotion to God and of real meaningful relationships and of emotional resonance, and not just of ego and music. <laughs> I, I don't even, you know, there, it was never a question in my mind either. What, am I good or am I not good? I always considered I'm good enough to make it. I'm good enough to make it. Um, and, um, that's kind of a secondary issue, you know, In denying that I have skill in certain areas would be a false humility, but playing up that I have certain skills would be unhelpful for this, for this article. So, um, I don't want to, you know, me- I don't want to go there right now. Um, I like to think that I am capable in music. Um, I certainly enjoy singing, but, um, yeah, that's another topic for another time. So I just mentioned that to mention it. <laughs> um, and I, I will say, um, my experience, my past experiences in art and music, um, haven't been all bad either. I have some of my happiest memories have been in musical theater for rightly, you know, for right reasons um not just for being on stage and being looked at um really i've i really enjoyed musical theater or um simply sitting in my room excuse me simply sitting in my room drawing um you know as a kid some of my happiest times for sure i used to have this um recurring character in my drawings he was this mouse and he'd get in into all sorts of trouble i remember drawing uh him stealing cheese or scaring like a housewife and she's on a school uh, on a stool screaming <laughs> and he's trying to steal her her cheese out of her kitchen um and then there was another time um i think he was uh, he was drinking champagne and you can see the um eiffel tower in the background you know um so he got around um and you know just stuff like that i've 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 got some very fond memories of drawing and um i'm actually i've actually picked drawing back up now but that's another another conversation for later um, so yeah, even through my entire past, God preserved a true passion for art in me, even as all this other stuff is going on. Um, so where does that leave me now? Next header on my article is quote unquote personal questions about art. So like I mentioned earlier, I graduated college in spring 21 with a bachelor's Degree in music performance, it's specifically vocal performance. So I literally went to school um, for for years to learn how to sing. <laughs> but I also got um, classes in, and they were electives; they weren't part of the degree, but they were classes in learning how to do studio production, work with different softwares, even like things like mic placements, um, all that kind of, all that jazz. You know, no pun intended. Actually, I intended it. So, um, yeah, th- it was a, it was a fun degree, and I had a focused goal. So I worked towards it. The goal at the end of the degree is to like have a concert. Uh, well, in my case, it's a, it's, it'd be more of a concert because I was in a modern styles in more classical styles. It'd be more of a, um, recital. So I had, uh, I worked towards that and then I just threw a rock show. It was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, since I've graduated, though, um, I've really struggled with this whole question of ego because I want to be honest with myself. I want to move forward honestly, and I'm sure other people have struggled with this too. Actually, I know they have. I've, I'm reading um, uh, Confessions by Augustine. Maybe I'll, I'll pull out some quotes that I found impactful um, before the end of this podcast. I didn't, I didn't sit down and plan to, but I, I highlighted several, and I was like, that is where I am right now, so... I'll pull out the book and set it here uh, to remind me. So anyway, um, um, being on stage in the context of pop seems to me to be so much more about the individual product and about the marketing than it is about the art itself. I'm not saying art is not, I mean, I'm not saying pop is not art or it cannot be art. I'm just saying our modern music industry is more formulated around an icon, an idol, you know, uh, an individual than it is around the actual music at times maybe 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 as a rule i'm not quite sure if i could make that generalization but that's what that's how it seems to me and um it's led me to questions like is it wrong for me to be in pop knowing that i struggle with these ego things or how do i perform in this context for godly intentions instead of what i've done for so long and what my mind has been programmed towards which is the you know the self glorification. Um, I've struggled a lot with um, with with that kind of thing. So these questions are just things I have to work through. They're things that might take time to work through, and have taken time to work through. Another thing I struggle with in music is the association of music and academics so you know i uh what do i say in here i say grades and practice rooms and sheet music related homework really has driven a lot of the spark out of music for me it led it's led me to ask myself if music is really the field i want to be in after a decade or more of being in this lifestyle and a professional and it being a professional field of study for me um, i i I don't like practicing piano because I think of the long afternoons I had as a kid where I was practicing um, and it felt futile even now practicing um, like a a piano piece by anyone you know w c um, Chopin or whatever um, it just feels futile to me because I can sit down for thirty minutes and try to figure out a few measures and then I come back the next day. And I have to relearn those measures. It does take less time, but it doesn't, it's still very, um, like I never feel like I, I've completed something, you know, on a regular basis or whatever. Um, so that might, that, that is more of an association with the past or, uh, a disintegration of, that's probably not the right way to say it. It's like the, the, not the best way for me to learn how to practice sheet music. So if I found a system for learning sheet music in a new way, I may be more inclined to try. Um so yeah, I'm just discussing the association I have with music and other things. I don't really like the idea of going out and being in a cover band because I find that to be very uninspiring and very and much more like um oh, how would I say it? Like, um, more an obligation than a blessing, you know? So these are kind of the negative associations I have made with music and it's really made it hard for me to really, uh, enjoy music. Um, and, and there are things I'm working on. There are things that, um, I'd like to figure out how to overcome and get around, but I want to make sure that, The ego, you know, the ego thing is solved first. I want to be able to give that to God, Uh, give the art to God, free of ego. And another thing, I'm not, I don't, I didn't mention it in the article, but another thing that I feel like, um, really feeds into the ego thing for me is like the fact that I only, you know, I only ever practice to perform. The only reason I have gotten good at music is so that other people can hear the music. And, um, you know, when you sit down with a sketchbook, which I've been doing a lot lately, um, here. So when you sit down with a sketchbook, you know, most of these, no one's ever going to see. Now I've shown my family. I've, I've, um, considered posting one or two. Um, and maybe I'll just, you know, maybe I will post these eventually, but it's not the me sitting down with a pen and a piece of paper is not predicated on me sharing the art, you know? So that's another thing I want to figure out. Maybe I should learn how to sit down in my room with a guitar and just sing to God, you know? Um, this is all, um, concepts that I'm just now starting to play with. Um, I just recently, um, I was, uh, so right now it's like halfway through January and back during um, preparation for a Christmas show I was in, I, I got the idea that maybe I should just learn a few worship songs and never share them and just sing them for God. Um, because for so long, my my response to that has been and would have been, well, what's the point? You only, you're, you, you, you are to learn music, to share music, right? pardon me again, I just had lunch. Um, so that's that's another hurdle I'm having to work through with music specifically. So next header, where I am now. I do have hope because I still have a passion for art. I There are like angles to music that I'm still really passionate about. There are definitely other arts, like drawing, that I am really passionate about. Um, I'm doing... Um, a lot of soul searching and praying about it. And I've started realizing what makes me so excited about art and what made me want to do it in the first place. And naming it makes it less significant to me as well. So I'll I'll name it in a second. But it's like um, I feel like if I say this is why I want to do art, then immediately it, it I, have a, I have a problem with it. So I'm not saying this as a hard and fast rule, but this is something that really – Inspires me and I want to explore, you know, from all angles. And it ties together every art that I've ever gone into. And it's been the underlying, like, inspiration for any art that I have gone into. <laughs> I think I just said the same thing twice. I don't know. But okay, the word is storytelling. I love storytelling. Everything has a story. Everything. You know, the desk I'm at, it has a story. The music stand, the phone is on with the camera has a story this this lamp i have right here has a story the lamp's actually got a funny story when it's not powered on um but it is plugged in it makes this high-pitched whining noise um so i always have to unplug it you know <laughs> because it's annoying. That really wasn't a great story. (laughs) I've got to get better at telling good stories. Okay. Yeah. So everything has a story. Additionally, it's usually the same story or a similar story. The hero's journey is such a powerful concept, um, that when I first heard about it a few years ago, I started realizing that these, there are these archetypal story formats that are as old as time and that really act as the energy or the batteries. For every story we tell, so I got lost in a couple metaphors throughout this article, um, and I'm sorry about that. But what I'm basically saying is there are stories that we're just telling over and over and over. You yeah. um, know, the hero's journey is one of them. Uh, Luke Skywalker, um, he's he's probably the pure the current purest and the and pop culture distillation of the hero's journey. I would say um, there's also like. Hiccup from uh, How to Train a Dragon, that's a really good version of the hero's journey. So there are these hero's journeys, I'm sorry, there are these archetypal story formats that are as old as time, like I said, um, and they're the underpinnings for every story we tell. Stories can be told in any and every format. Music tells stories, painting, drawing, sculpting, writing, they all tell stories. God told, um, oh, I have a typo in here, I'll edit that later. Anyway, God told the most beautiful story ever written. Using reality as his format. You know, the Bible is full of these archetypal stories, but that does not make them not true, you know? Um, God using reality as his format to write these stories is just a fascinating, like, beautiful, wonderful thing. Um, So, I started doing music as a child. Through musical theater, primarily, which captivated my imagination and threw me into the deep end of aesthetics and storytelling, I started drawing as a kid in more of a comic format, and picked it back up when I th- was thinking about doing a, a comic book. So that, and that is, you know, spoiler alert, why I'm drawing again, because drawing. I mean, okay, I'd like to say something else here. There is an inherent worth in doing art itself. But there's also this end of like creating a story, um, and these are two different angles to it. But they're two simultaneously important angles. Um, so when I say I started drawing again because I want to do a comic book, I, I'm not. I don't want it to sound like I'm not enjoying or valuing the time spent drawing for drawing's sake, because that's something that um, has really impacted me deeply, especially lately. So, yeah. Um, So, I really want to be able to try any art, and I've typically been way more interested (laughs) in (laughs) Okay, yes. I've typically been way more interested in doing 10 things to the first degree than doing one thing to the 10th degree. I know this is incorrect, okay? This is not the best way to approach life. Um, And I say in here, part of that is because I dislike practicing, which I just discussed. Um, I think the reason for this, I think the reason for my wanting to try out a bunch of different stuff... Instead of becoming an expert in one one or two things, has been my fa- fashion, fascination. Excuse me for uh, with telling stories and everything that goes into it. Th- so even if I do ten things to the first degree in my pursuit of storytelling, I'm still quote unquote doing storytelling to the tenth degree. So what I'm saying here, um, and that could have been written more clearly, but what I'm saying here is that. I storytelling, I think, is my passion, and storytelling is um, what what drives me to try all these different arts. Um, so, as I experience storytelling through different mediums, I'm becoming more expert in storytelling. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just noticing quite a few typos. I'm gonna edit this already released um, newsletter in a bit. Okay, I really want to be excellent in many forms of art. I do. I want to be excellent. I'd say drawing and music are probably the arts, the art forms I want to be most excellent in. Um, but for the purpose of being excellent in storytelling itself. So, yeah. Um, next header, reason behind the reason. Storytelling can be great, but it's worthless if it doesn't point to something deeper, something meaningful, something um, that serves a purpose. Stories are supposed to serve a purpose. This is another area where I kind of got lost in a metaphor. They aren't just entertainment. Stories are programming. Here's the metaphor. (laughs) Stories are like a pill that when you take it, you receive an edit to your value system, to your framework for living. In addition to that, um, as I enter the Catholic Church, I have a deeper purpose, to love God and love my neighbor. To do everything for God's glory and to point others to him and his love. So, um, yeah, the pill thing, um, metaphor. Um, but I, th- I do think it's true. If you, Even if you're not 100% certain of what the underlying value system of a story is forwarding, it will start affecting you if you take it in, if you become proficient or um, embedded with this story. You know, that's why the Bible is so important. It's the literal underpinning of the entire Western world for the last 2000 years um, and further, you know, for, for the Jewish people. So, yes, to do. Yes, um to do. So, yes. And then the next thing I said was the Catholic thing. So, yeah, t- that is the deepest purpose behind the purpose behind the stories. So the purpose behind the stories is to forward a value system. The purpose behind forwarding a value system is love of God and, you know, um, acting as his servant in letting his kingdom come on this earth, if that makes sense. So we, I want to do this or we are to do this, I think to, um, make art. I'm sorry. I got a phone call. We are to do this because we love him and because he first loved us. And then I say in here, that is a love I'm only just starting to experience, um, at a felt emotional level. Um, ...because of my emotional journey up to this point. And I do acknowledge in my article that... um, ...I do have my very being out of love because of him. So I'm not saying that I've never experienced his love before... ...because I'm literally here and I have seen his protection throughout my life. But at a deeper emotional, like... ...resonant level, I'm just starting to experience it. Thanks be to God. Um, Yeah, and then I, I end it by saying... ...maybe I'll explore art and Catholicism soon... I can't think of a more artistic, beautiful, um, well, I don't want to make, I don't want to make that kind of statement and, and, um, upset like my, um, our Orthodox brothers or something, brothers and sisters or something, but Catholicism is beautiful inherently, you know, I think I'm going to have to do additional research, but I think it's because of Catholicism that Gothic architecture exists. Uh, That's the dog. So, like, um, you know, flying buttresses and giant um, stained glass windows. We all know what Catholicism looks like. Anyway, um, in conclusion, I I do attempt to define a few of these terms. Um, The only—I say in here, I can only answer these questions. What is art? What is ego? How do they relate— And how do I overcome that, I guess, relationship? Um, I can only answer these in ways contingent on my experiences. But answer them, I will try. My, my, My definitions may be different at another point, you know. But as of right now, these are my attempts at defining these words. For art, I define it as a work that interacts with you on a rightly ordered emotional level. Most correctly through the pursuit of excellence. And I add that last part because, mostly because I I dislike modern art, I think a a pursuit of excellence in a craft is inherent to something's artfulness, you know. (laughs) I'll use the classic example of duct taping a banana on on a wall and um, whatever, charging who knows how many millions of dollars to view it or to to own it. Um, It's artful... I will, I will acknowledge that it's like the banana thing is like artful on a level of making you think. But you, you would also have to explain why are you doing this, you know? Uh, at least to a point, right? I don't know. I don't know. This is, you know, still sort of a question mark for me right here. Um, anyway, um, so I'm going to stick with this definition for now. A work that interacts with you on a rightly ordered emotional level, most correctly through the pursuit of excellence. Um, and that points to an objective reality for excellence, which I do think exists. And then I say, I want to be excellent in storytelling. That's important for me. Um, okay. So my definition of ego, this one was hard. The evolved center of our life, the replacement for God in our soul, the pride and arrogance and self-satisfying goals in life. Semicolon, self-glorification. So, I'll start at the beginning there. The evolved center of our life. We learn to put ourselves first, either for protection or for providing for ourselves. You know, that kind of thing. When instead, we should simply trust God. The replacement for God in our soul. So, if I were to do art for God in uh, in the rightly ordered um, way of doing art, then doing art for me replaces God. And I have replaced God throughout my life um, in art and whatever. So the the third sentence here is, should there be three sentences for a definition? I guess it doesn't matter. The pride and arrogance and self-satisfying goals in life. That's not to say you can't have a good life, but you should first have a godly life, right? You should have a life of devotion before you, you know, have a self-satisfying life, if that makes sense. Um, and in that way, God directs the blessings in your life and you don't take them. So yeah, um, and I will say that's not solely my definition. I have a link at the bottom in extra resources section from the Catholic Exchange um, talking about, or, or that that helped me define ego. Um, all right. I want to die to self and use my gifts for God and for love. And then I say in brackets, God is love. Uh, finally, how do these two, art and ego, relate to each other? True art cannot come from ego. Ego in my life has hindered my progress and my ability to be excellent, while at the same time propelling the drive for it. Um, it is a masturbatory circle argument that ends in disappointment. So what I mean by that is, if you're self-glorifying, if you're focused so much on yourself, then you want to be glorified. If you, if you have the goal of doing art, but you're simultaneously so focused on yourself, that art gets turned inwards toward you and you become self and it becomes a self-centered drive to satisfy the self, right? So it's kind of circular, circular there. Um, Oh so yeah that's the article i do apologize for oh my goodness see i have a half written sentence i did not edit this well so i apologize to all my readers for that i will get better at that and i'll go back and edit this momentarily actually i'm going to edit it right now um while i say that in the extra resources section i did provide a um i did provide a um video that was very helpful for me, helpful for me. I know I've discussed, um, my, not in detail, and I don't know how much I'm going to be comfortable discussing if ever, but when I have mentioned it, I have mentioned it, uh, sexual abuse. So I've, you know, uh, traumatic events in my past. And if you've struggled with that, I highly recommend this video down here at the bottom um, it's, it's, um, Chris Stefanek. Stefan, Stefanik. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he's from the Augustine, Augustine, Augustine Institute. And the video is called healing from past abuse with the faith. So it was, you know, I stumbled upon it very recently, but it really, um, affirmed some of the steps I had taken in the past. And it also gave me, um, it also gives resources that, would help me even now, um, and could help some of you if you've struggled with that. Um, Additionally, finding a good Christian counselor slash therapist, and also friends that I could tell anything to and be accountable to have been crucial for my healing. So I would highly recommend all of that. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to put that there because it's a hard, hard thing to talk about for me. And, you know, I'm sure it's I mean, I know it's hard for for anyone. Um, Okay, so yeah, that is the article. I'm looking through here for typos, but uh, I don't remember where they were. I got the the semi-sentence out of there, so that's good. Um, I think there was one extra typo in here, but I can't find it right off the bat, so I will do that later. Okay, Um, before I end the... um, the podcast i'm gonna flip through confessions and see if um I can find some of those quotes I was discussing because there were really some good um there was a lot of good a lot of good stuff in here so sorry i um I'm still looking for still <laughs> still looking through here I hit back instead of publish so I'm not sure it saved my edits but I don't see them now um, I'll take a look later. Okay. So yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed. I haven't, I don't, I mean, I think I'm allowed to state that I'm at this point, very certain, maybe not, maybe not absolutely sure, but very certain that St. Augustine will become my confirmation saint. I'm reading confessions now. And I just feel like, he's reached out to me a lot in my journey, you know, um, there have been a lot of coincidences surrounding his content for me. So that, you know, I hope that doesn't sound too superstitious, you know, if you're not Catholic, but, um, that I do think that has happened. So let me, um, oh yes. Okay. Okay. I turned right to it, meaning that it was within the last like three pages. So yes, St. Augustine in, chapter 12 of book one um i'll just read some of this these temptations were thought to be less of a danger in boyhood than in adolescence so that he's talking about um his dislike for for school for studies for lessons and he liked um he was much more tempted to play games you know um so he says here are some things that he's um here are just some snippets that i've highlighted uh, the first one, he says, even as a boy, I did not care for lessons and I disliked being forced to study. And I was like, Hey, that's me. I can relate to, relate to this. Another one. Uh, and what a person does against his will is not to his own credit, even if what it, he does is good in itself. That was more a personal thing. Like, um, if you do something for the wrong reasons, it, it's not going to be to your credit. That's kind of off topic. Um, yeah, so here we go. Um, uh, this clearly shows uh, this is chapter 14 or I, I mean they're like single paragraphs these things. So this is number 14 in book 1. This clearly shows that we learn better in a free spirit of curiosity than under the fear and compulsion. And not that I can relate to fear and compulsion. He's talking about like being, being spanked basically for not studying well. And that was the fear boys felt for not studying. Um, so So yeah, uh, I thought, you know, just a couple of these, I guess I really, if I want to continue talking about it, I should put together a more, um, like I should sit down and actually write out what I want to talk about, but, uh, St. Augustine Confessions Book One uh, talks a lot about this concept that, you know, that I've been talking about and it's been fantastic. So, um, yeah, yeah, I guess if I choose to bring it up in the future, I'll sit down and actually write an outline for doing so. Anyway, um, so... in that case, I guess that's everything. Thank you so much for tuning in. It really uh, means a lot. If you like what you've uh, watched, if you're on YouTube or listen to, if you're on Spotify, I'd love a thumbs up, a subscribe, uh, bell notifications if you're into that kind of thing, um, or uh, a review on the podcast platform you're listening on um those are all fantastic things even more fantastic would be if you shared with your friends if you know anyone who's super into art or super into catholicism or super into some random person on the internet just just rambling for whatever we at a half uh 35 minutes <laughs> at a time um then yeah please share it with them because um, they're probably just weird enough to enjoy this um Okay, I guess that's it. I always, have, I always feel like I'm going to forget something when I sign off, so I know my sign-off process takes a few minutes. But you know what? If I forget anything, I'll post about it, okay? Um, I'm on all platforms as Chaser Lovelacer. Um, all right. Peace.